What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson. Special, special follow Lita Sports Podcast. Crazy right now. Um, We just lost. First off, first off, it's hard to start it because it's like, what do you say? Like, what, what do you really usually used to saying something accolade that Kobe did or something that he, something great that he did, you know, uh, out with his daughter now at, at this time of his life he was always out with his daughter um he was always um supporting the women's basketball professionally you know he had the podcast he there's so much going on and now you have to say he's not here no more like he's not here if anybody know what this means, it's like the equivalent of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan retired when he was thirty-four, and if he would have, if he would have died at thirty-eight, you know, around the time he's playing for the Wizards when he came back, it it would have been just as devastating to the world, like as this is now, because this is a different generation. You know, if Jordan was to die now, it'd be devastating, right? But. It wouldn't be as devastating as it was back in that time when he had just won. I mean, he was still fresh. I mean, Kobe's still fresh in people's mind. You know, it's not 10, 20 years down the line. If it was, if he, if he was 50 and he died, it would have been like, whoa, Kobe. But, but he's so fresh in this generation's mind. It's like, you know, Iverson and Kobe came in the league at 80, in 96, you know. So... When you look at who Kobe Bryant was, he was the next. He is the official Baby Jordan. There were so many guys called Baby Jordan. And Anthony Peeler and Harold Miner. And the people tried to get Grant Hill and Jerry Stackhouse. But Kobe Bryant was officially, officially the Baby Jordan. Like he, there is no nobody else on that level of, um, Anybody. Like, he played like Jordan. He dominated like Jordan. He was great like Jordan. He was in finals. He, he was that type of player. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Like, and then Gigi. Come on, man. Are you serious right now? Me being a sports analyst and sports writer and what I do, I started to, you know, you you turn, you turn, I mean, you get um, caught up with the, the the kids, the legacy of of sports athletes. You know, I've seen, uh, I've talked to a lot from Solomon Ennis to Jerron Artest, Jerron Artest the third, and you talk to a lot of people who had parents who played ball, and you see Kobe's. I mean, you, you follow LeBron James Jr., Zaire Wade, you know. The, the sons of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, respectively, and Kobe had a daughter. Like nobody's had a had had a little girl that I heard of yet. At that young age, is getting the hype. Of course, it's Kobe's daughter, and she's good. She was she was good, man. Like she would have, and I could say that because everybody makes their their predictions at ages, and I I know no question with Kobe being her father and seeing how good and competitive she was, she would have been a Hall of Fame in the WNBA. There's no question. Um, evolving from that talent that we saw on the floor, 
getting about to play at Sierra Canyon, about to go to high school, that girl would have been something special. The mentality to want to be great like her father was there. She wanted to be like her father. And it's ironic that she goes with him. Like, you used to see them all the time together. Like, she wanted to be like her dad. She's sad. Um, Condolences out to the people that was on the plane. Other people that was on the plane. Uh, yes, they're just as important as Kobe. Yes. No question. Kobe and Gianna. They're, they're, they're just as important as Kobe and Gianna. No question. Um, let's talk a little bit about Kobe. In 96, I remember when he was drafted. I was like, yo. Out of Philly. I was living in Little Rock, Arkansas. And out of Philadelphia, man. I said, yo, we got somebody coming out to high school? Because it wasn't that many people coming out of high school, man. I mean, you, it, people just, back then it wasn't like, when you came out of high school, you had to be good. Like Kevin Garnett, before then you had people like Moses Malone, Sean Kemp. You know, you had to be good to come out of high school, man. So, when Kobe came out, it was already a, a hype train ungodly. No question. And, you know, of course, after that, it was LeBron in 2003. And before that, it's, it's, a, it's a gap. And after LeBron, all of a sudden, everybody wanted to come out of high school. It just wasn't that big. You had to really be good. So Kobe coming out, of when you came out of high school, all eyes was on you. So all eyes was on Kobe. You know, um, 96, to me, is the best draft of all time. We go back to the 1996 draft. We want to start where Kobe, uh, it was just a big draft, right? And the number one pick in there was uh, Allen Iverson. He was like, no, if you want to really go back, he was like no sort of amazing in high school, okay? For people who really want to know, I mean, you look at the high school players now, you want to know just how great Kobe was? Okay, here it is. Kobe averaged something that didn't even make any sense. He had 30.8 points in his senior season. 30.8 points. Before, the year before that, he was like 31. He had 12 rebounds. 6.5 assists. Not to mention, just to let you know how great of a player is going to be on defense. Four steals and 3.8 blocks. Now, let me tell you something. I don't care where you play at. If you, as a guard, can get 3.8 blocks, you... You are very, for one, you're irritating because uh, how you going to play against a guy that's scoring 30 on you and blocking four of your shots and then stealing four, four steals? Like, come on, man. Like, this dude, he, he was something different. And coming out of Philly, was proud to hear a guy like that coming out. Um, he was voted in 2012 as one of the 35 greatest McDonald's All-Americans. So we're talking about and I remember, listen, I remember when Magic Johnson did the Magic Ground Ball Classic. And um, Villanova was recruiting a guy named Tim Thomas. He ended up playing in the NBA, productive NBA player. Uh, played for a long time. Him and Kobe was the prize gems of their recruiting class. They were, they were one and two. One and two. That's the time when you say, oh, the Nova, if the Villanova fans, the Villanova get, 
Yeah. In the round ball classic, I mean, Tim Thomas was phenomenal. And Kobe was phenomenal. And I was like, yo. Because they, they had on his interest thing that, you know, he had interest in LaSalle and, and, and Villanova. And I'm like, ooh. Temple was in there. It was other, you know, schools. But, yo, listen. The, the, the big five was definitely of interest. And I'm like, yo, if we can get Kobe Bryant and Tim Thomas. Like, I don't necessarily remember Temple. I remember LaSalle and Villanova being of interest to Kobe Bryant. It was on his interest thing. I was like, yo, I just hope. And it never happened. Never happened. But, I mean, come on. I mean, me being young and naive, I'm thinking maybe he doesn't go to the NBA and goes to college. But, you know, it didn't happen like that. But, you want me to break down now as you go to his professional career. Okay. I mean, because Kobe was all over everything. I mean, he was the new, next big thing. Uh, he's on magazines. I remember walking in the grocery store and seeing, you know, reading the article, you know, because I used to go in the grocery stores and read all the sports books, Sport News, Sports Illustrated, uh, all Affline, all that. I used to read all the books that, that were statistics, everything. I used to just go there and read or I'd buy some. And, I mean, I was a, my pop used to call me stats because I, I mean, listen, man, I used to, like, I, to this day, that's why I'm, like, good at what I do because I study everything. And everything, when people say stats don't matter, stats, numbers matter everything. Numbers add up to everything. How many MVPs, how many All-Stars, how many points, how many assists, how many, you know what I mean? Like, everything comes back to numbers. And in 1996, Allen Iverson I'm a Sixer fan, so I'm like, yo, I wanted Iverson. I wanted him. I didn't want Marcus Camby. I just feel like Iverson was the man, and we got Iverson and Camby. And then something happened that was unbelievable. Uh, Kobe Bryant was chosen by Charlotte, and they traded him. And I said, they have got to be retarded. I mean, I could analyze talent then, and seeing him play his highlights, I said, this man is different. He's relentless. He's ready to like he's just he just want, he's wants to be great. I mean, a guy that played with the intensity he had was just I just, I couldn't wait to see him play. Well, Charlotte traded him for Vladdy Divac, and the rest is history, man. Jerry West pulled that trigger, didn't he? He really pulled that trigger. Um, and he got him. Now this draft, let's talk about this draft. Let's talk about it. I'm gonna just go down the line of some guys, and I'm I'm just. To let you know, everybody talk about 84. They had Barkley, Jordan, Olajuwon, Sam Bowie, John Stockton. Um, pretty sure I might be missing something. Legendary draft, right? I mean, because of the, the magnitude of how many people was actually drafted in that draft. I mean, it was, it was a, some good Hall of Famers. But you look at this draft, you talk about Allen Iverson. Kobe Bryant, Ray Allen, Sharif Abdurrahim, his son Jabri Abdurrahim plays. One of the top uh, uh, players come out of high school in 2020, five-star. Sharif Abdurrahim was an all-star caliber player. Stephon Marbury, Marcus Camby, Kerry Kittles, Payastavak to Yakovic. Lorenzen Wright was a productive player then. Uh, Samaki Walker was okay. I'm just giving you, like, it's guys that were productive for a little time because most drafts don't even have that. Like, and the reason why I'm coming back to other players, other players that were all-stars, like Jermaine O'Neal came out of high school. 
There's another guy. Everybody talk about, you know, Kobe. Jermaine O'Neal was the other guy. Took him a minute to catch on real quick. He became an all-star. Steve Nash. Let's talk about that one. I mean, Tony Delk was productive for a little minute. Um, you know, John Wiles did something for a little minute. Walter McCarty did something. Uh, then you had Zajunas Ogaskis. One of the best sons in the league during his time. Kobe's running mate, Derek Fisher, which that draft, Jerry West, man, that's why he's such a genius for him to get Derek Fisher. I, and I lived in Little Rock, Arkansas, I remember the time. He played at UALR. Derek Fisher was a local star. Like, he was, I remember seeing UALR play Arkansas Express. They used to play this, uh, like, little charity game. And uh, UALR was my favorite. Like, I wasn't a Hog fan. I just wasn't, a, you know, I was a Villanova guy. So the only Arkansas team I liked was UALR. And Derek Fisher was a Sunbelt Conference dominant Sunbelt Conference. Nobody was better in the Sunbelt Conference than Derek Fisher. He was like the Michael Jordan of the Sunbelt Conference. And I didn't think for one second, he's Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, I didn't think for one second that he was going to get drafted in the first round because you didn't see stuff like that. Only the Hog players got drafted. If you from the Razorbacks, then you were certified. I know Scottie Pippen got drafted out of UCA. Uh, and Ham, he's from Hamburg, Arkansas, which if nobody knows. UCA is a, a, it's in a town, it's in a place called Conway. Conway, Arkansas, small town, a college town. Um, and UCA does not... Who else came out of UCA even playing in, like, you know, who do you even know even played with UCA anywhere in the pros? Like, you don't hear about, like, it's crazy. But, like I said, um, Derek Fisher is in the same draft. Malik Rose was drafted in the second round out of Drexel. Um, another guy I didn't think would get his opportunity. did a real, I mean, he was a, productive player in college and it was San Antonio Spurs pulled another trigger on that one. Shandon Anderson who played for Utah was also drafted and he played for a minute. Antoine Walker, another good player out of Kentucky. Um uh, Eric Dampier, Fatali Potapenko. Now these are good guys it's a good productive draft. And if you if you look at this team and look at the guys that are on this draft. The junkyard dog Jerome Williams, excuse me this draft, I said team this draft, Jerome Way. I mean, it was some good players. This draft was just filled with all types of productive players. And if we want to start adding up greats, you know, say say Jordan, Barkley, and Olajuwon, you know. You start adding up guys like Alvin Robinson and, um, you know, like I said, Olajuwon, Stockton, uh, Sam Bowie, uh, Kevin, it was Kevin Willis, Jay Humphreys, Michael Cage. You know, there's a couple of guys you want to name. It still doesn't equal up to what 96 brought to the table. Not even, not even, you know, close. Like it's close, but not even as close as you would think. Like look at the players I named. You look at all the guys in '84. You go down the line. You look at their stats. You look at 1996 with Kobe and Iverson and them guys and, and Marbury and Abdul Rahim. And you know, it's Jermaine O'Neal, and where those Steve Nash, where those guys are at. That that '96 draft is totally unbelievable. So that's that's just we're just talking about Kobe. Kobe coming out that that golden draft, that golden nugget of a draft, is crazy. All right, it just it just lets you know where he came from. Now, Kobe Bryant, you know, five-time NBA champion, five-time NBA champion, uh, two-time. Finals MVP, won the MVP of the league in 2008. 
four-time NBA All-Star MVP, 11-time All-NBA, two-time All-NBA second, two-time All-NBA third. He won the slam dunk contest in 97, which was a great, that was a beast. And then, you know, he was uh, 12 times was he named on the all, on, on between the first and second, uh, which was nine-time, first-time all-defense, first team. And twice, you know, uh, no, three times he was uh, all-defensive second team. Yeah, three-time gold medalist, you know, one at the Fiber, you know, two uh, in the Olympics and Averaging 25 points a game for his career, five rebounds, around uh, almost around five assists, you know. He just, um, Kobe was definitely something special to watch. And to see him and Iverson go at it, Iverson my greatest player of all time. It's probably one of my best one-on-ones. Besides seeing Ben Simmons and LeBron James go at it, it's great to see Iverson and Kobe. I, um... Just to see that matchup was crazy. Um, him scoring 81 points in the game was just like, wow, you know. Absolutely lighting it up. You know. Um, always scorching. I mean, just, I've seen him torch so many teams. You know, and then toward the end of his career where the injuries had hit him. And, you know, he was still trying to play ball. He just wanted to play basketball. That's all he wanted to do. And then the next uh, saga, because, you know, like I say, Gigi, just watching her development, watching how good she was becoming, she was really, really good. I mean, Gigi could ball. She was next up. Her time was coming. And his last tweet, when he, the last ever tweet was to LeBron when LeBron passed him for third all-time. He said, moving the game forward. To look at it now, and I don't think nobody would ever think that was going to be looked at like this, but it's like he was like, what would he say? Like the timing is so crazy because now it's like he said, hey, LeBron, you got it. I'm out of here. Peace. He passed him, and then Kobe was gone. He passed Kobe in the scoring thing, in the scoring list. And then Kobe said, yo, moving the game forward. Just crazy right now. And um, for anybody going through pain, or hurt, loss, and this time, just, just, just focus on prayer. For his family, because well, Vanessa and, and, and the rest of his kids have to be going through. Not to mention Joe and Pam, his mom and pop. And I don't even know this for sure, but I remember hearing, I don't know if this is still accurate, if him and his mom and pops, or they still had like a little uh, um, tension, because I was hearing, I don't even know how, you know, how that's going. Because he uh, his mom and pop, they sold his stuff, his trophies or something like that. Don't know if that's still going on, but I'm pretty sure all that's like irrelevant. I just hope they cleared that up. I don't know. My thing of bringing that up is because I hope they cleared that up. You know, because you just never know. And, and if they didn't, right now is a hurtful time. 
Joe Jelly Bean Bryant. His his uh, Kobe's dad was a former Sixer. Um, could do it all. Productive player. And his mom Pam. And you start seeing about Magic crying and then LeBron crying and Kareem couldn't almost hold it and Jerry West couldn't be consoled and Shaq, he just lost his sister. I mean, him losing Kobe and, you know, Melo couldn't play. Kyrie Irving walking off. It's Viola Davis showing love. Paul Abdul showing love. Kevin Hart. You know, everybody's so sad. And then the Grammys had to, like, quickly, like, it was just unbelievable right now. Looking at all the people. It was, he's really iconic person. The thing is that he's iconic right now. Like, it's one thing, like, Michael Jordan's time of being iconic, he's still iconic. But it's not recent. Like, his recent, it's just not recent. What I mean by that is his time in the 90s would have been more heartbreaking than right now. Like I said earlier in the podcast, like, this is not his time, his peak time. This is Kobe Bryant. Pete just retired four years ago. It's a peak time. So, I mean, he he's... How can I put the words? He's iconic... And his, 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 his iconic figure grew from this generation. Like, everybody in this generation knows Jordan. But you know it's James and Kobe all day. If you ask Dwayne Wade, if you ask LeBron James, or if you ask the Ray Allens or the Allen Iversons, it's Jordan who influences everybody. But if you ask this generation right now, from the Joel Embiid to the Trey Youngs, the Devin Booker, Jason Tate, everybody, Kobe is the so so right now really hurts this generation because that that is their basketball sports messiah right there. That's one of their you know he he's their dude because if you look at it, LeBron came in 04, 03. and and he Kobe came in ninety six. See, so LeBron James looked up to Kobe too. Because he even said that the person he looked up to was Iverson. You know, that, that was the guy he wanted to be like, that's 96. So Kobe is the guy he looked up to. That that's He looked up to Kobe. So this is just real, you know, real touching for everybody. And Vanessa is the, like, people don't talk enough about how she got to be hurting her husband. who she been known since she was 17. And then her daughter, Gianna. Is out of here? Like, come on. Those three girls losing their sister. You know, if I, I got two baby sisters and, you know, I can only, I, I can't imagine, like, losing one of them. And then just like, whoa. And the thing is, they came up together. Me and my sisters, we didn't come up together. You know, I end up... Um, Really spending time with them like later when I got around 23 and starting to, you know, that they're 22 and 26 now. And, um, you know, I was 23. They was like, you know, they were still fairly young thinking about when I came and um, their names Paulus and Jocelyn. And, you know, little sisters really matter, man. Like the, the young ones really, you know, it's like a baby. They humble you. So. 
you know, they, they, they make you, you know, sometimes they can't do no wrong, you know, the, the naive, stubborn mind, they can't do no wrong, they baby sisters, you know, so I can just, I, it's, just it's, it's just a heartbreaking thing to think about what a mother's thinking about her baby girl and then her husband, man. Yo, I, I remember just seeing Kobe on TV, on a YouTube. They had a clip of him when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He was happy, man. He was jumping around with the baby girl, and he was just super happy. Super, 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 super happy. And, you know, um, it's just unfortunate. Sports world. Definitely lost a legend, a rock star, icon, a cultural figure. I mean, you can be a Hall of Famer all you want. You can be a great player. But can you be an icon? Can you be a super, superstar? Like, they're superstars. They are, they're, they're iconic stars. Period. You got, you got basketball stars. You got just regular stars. You got basketball superstars. You got regular superstars. And Kobe was a regular superstar. He wasn't. You got Kobe Bryant, and you got Ray Allen. To me, Ray Allen was a super basketball superstar. No, no question, no question. Kobe Bryant is a superstar. You know, in that draft, you had a couple of superstars. That's another thing. Like Iverson and Kobe were superstars. Like Steve, Steve Nash was a basketball superstar, but no, Kobe and Iverson were superstars. So it's just it's just a different criteria, and most you look at that's another thing to compare the '84 drafts. Jordan was the only superstar in there. Everybody else was basketball superstars. I mean, as good as, as Charles Barkley is, and as good as Lajuan is. I mean, if you want to know how can you say this, uh, just look at the careers of them on and off the court and what they brought to the game on and off the court. You, you might try to explain to me a breakdown with Elijah Wine and Barkley had brought to the game. I'm pretty sure they did some contributions, but none of it influenced like Jordan. But Iverson and Kobe both influenced a whole generation. Both of them. I'm talking about outside, how they dressed, how they thought, how they played. Like it was just different. People looked up to these two guys. And so Kobe's just one of those figures. Um, this is just a sad, sad time right now. You know, you think about Michael Jackson being gone and Prince and Whitney Houston now. Kobe, just so many stars, you know, just out of here, you know, just not here no more. And, it's, you know, 2020, y'all, we lose Kobe Bryant. So I want to say R.I.P., Rest in peace, rest in love, rest in power to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Gigi Bryant. Uh, my condolences go out to the Bryant family, uh, his mom, Pam, his father, Joe, um, his daughters, Natalie, Capri, and Blanca. Um... Prayers. Uh, I said a prayer for everyone this morning in the world, and um, so I just wanted to touch that family um, and, and the rest of all the people that was on the helicopter. Like, some more 
It wasn't just it was kids died with an S. It's unfortunate and unbelievable, man. You know, Kobe takes the helicopter ride. He always took it. This, this wasn't like, no, oh, I'm just going to go on this helicopter and just try it out. No, this is what he always did, you know. And then you hear about that um, a certain guy didn't fly because of the fogginess, but this, this, this helicopter decided to take that risk. It's kind of like when Aaliyah died, um, you know, it was too heavy on the plane. You just got to take those precautions. People got to stop taking risks. And I think people don't check enough, you know. People say, um, another thing, I mean, I just got to be real with the situation. People say, God, it's your time to go. Listen. There is times you go, but who influences your time to go is you. This is the truth. There's two truths I want to talk before I leave and say R.I.P. again. There's no way in hell that you're not influencing your death. You're trying to say God already has this. No matter what you do, this is what's going to happen to you. No, that's not how it goes. Why do you think there's a judgment of heaven and hell? There's also a judgment of when you will check out of here. It's all up to you. And let's take this a little simple route. You step out the door. Make a left turn. <laughs> you go get you some coffee. Then you go to work. Okay. Now, you might, you're going to take this way to work. This one way to work. You usually take this way to work, but you know what? You're going to take this way to work. And you know what happens when you take this other way to work? You just want to go faster. You think this might be quicker, but you might take this way to work and it might not be as fast. Instead of taking the way you knew was going to be there a certain time, you go another way and you, you mess up your time. That's just what death is. Like The way you live influences when you're going to die and how you're going to die. Yes, God has your book. He does. But you're influencing that book. You're rewriting your book. Steps you make, you're rewriting that book. Now, you want to talk about, you know, babies dying. Sometimes when kids die or babies die, that's, that's all on the parents. You know, listen, the life you live is going to influence what happens. God might not want that baby in your life right now. Or, you know, something could have happened during your time. That baby, it's just, it's just not that baby time. It's not your time to have a baby. That baby's not supposed to be here. On that term, on that note, it's, it's always a road walked. You know, you could have did anything that could have got that baby here. But the way the road walked and the way you're going, that's not your road anymore. The way you walk life and the road, you, and, I mean, you look at it, Kobe didn't know anything. The guy flying it knew it. And you can take other people with you. The guy flying their plane, you could take other people with you. You can also you can dictate and take other people with you. Then you got who knows what type of role was going, and then boom, all those roles collided together, and it was just time. Depending on the life you live is when you go check out of here. Depending on the life you live is when you check out of here. The roads you walk. Because when, when we get off this podcast, I'm pretty sure there's like, man, if you just, I told him don't ride that today or don't go on there today or he could have did this or he could have did that. I told that pilot this and you got people with a hell of a man, I should have checked this. I knew something was wrong here or I knew the fog was here. You can put your own self in bad situations. 
Sometimes people console themselves with saying, well, God said, well, listen, people make bad decisions. They make bad decisions. People got to stop putting all this on God. You make bad, certain decisions are made and you, it could be costly. The first thing to console yourself is saying, well, it was his time to go. Well, it was. Because certain people make bad mistakes. That pilot, who knows what could have happened. I'm just keeping it under unbelievably 100. You make bad mistakes. Everybody has a life to live. Everybody on that plane, on a helicopter, had a life to live. And there's certain roads you walked, I mean, in certain ways Kobe could have went where he wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened. Is somebody right now on this uh, listening to this podcast saying, well, if he would have drove a car, it would have happened. Said, no, that's just not how it goes. That's not how death goes. The road you walk and the road, it can lead to your death. And then, yes, yes, it's your time to go because you got on here. You're on this helicopter and this helicopter about to go down. People have to start being real. And I don't want to hear no Illuminati. If I hear one more Illuminati, let me tell you something, man. I'm sorry to to bust people's bubbles, but y'all been punked. Illuminati, I see these 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 tapes that was here some years ago, and they listen, everybody knows Illuminati don't have no power. Let's just keep it unbelievable one hundred. Nobody exposes nothing on the media. Unless they want people to follow them or look at them. And how come if the Illuminati was, everybody knows these guys they're talking about that's on this, these Illuminati tapes are not the richest people in the world. What people are saying is that Illuminati is messing with everybody that got money. How come it's always black people? It was before Jay-Z even got a billion dollars. Jay-Z was worth like 500, 400 million. And they was like, Jay-Z's part of Illuminati. Aaliyah was a blood. Aaliyah ain't even got near the money Jay-Z got. Dame Dash, they said Dame Dash was Aaliyah's. Dame Dash ain't even been making money like that at all. Not even close. His his career went down. So talk about some that was Dame Dash blood sacrifice. I'm tired of hearing this because I've also heard the Kobe thing of Illuminati. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Like, I, I get tired of hearing these notions that sound retarded because this is the following generation. People follow this. and follow, you Give me your proof that this exists. Don't tell me, give me the proof it don't exist. I can tell you it was on the media. It was on the YouTube. And YouTube would believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. That's YouTube nation. That's, that's, that's the 50-50 nation. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. That's the YouTube nation. So, I'm out of here, y'all. Just giving y'all some pointers there. Uh, R.I.P. to the Bryant family. Uh, everybody going through this. R.I.P. And I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader. <laughs>